This is part two of the stories of the silent Rebbe, Rebbe Nachem Mendel of Vorker. If you haven't heard the first set of stories, you can find them right before this one. This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Reb Mendele's top student, and eventually his successor, was the Heilige Reb Bialer, who was Mamish, a very holy man. Now, the chief rabbi in Biala at the time was a, a certain Reb Nechemia, and he was very learned, a real Tamid Chacham, and a great rabbi. But he was amongst the straight Jews in town. And Reb Bereshel, he wanted Reb Nechemia to go with him to Vorker to see Reb Mendele, the Rebbe. And he kept inviting Reb Nechemia to come for Shabbos. But the chief rabbi always said, Why should I waste my time? People say your Rebbe doesn't know anything. He doesn't even know how to learn. And the truth is, I believe them. I mean, why is he silent? If he had something to say, wouldn't he give it over? And besides, I've got better things to do than to sit for hours with a crazy Rebbe who never says a word. And he refused to go. One day, Reb Bereshel, he decided to try something different. And he went to Reb Nechemia and he said, Okay, you're not going to come with me to the Rebbe. But some Forker Hasidim and I, we always have a Fabrengen here on Rosh Chodesh. We get together and we celebrate together. We have a feast here in Biala. So at least join us here in our own town for our celebration for the new moon. That way you don't have to travel. It won't take up a lot of your time. And he begged Reb Nechemia so much that the chief rabbi finally agreed. So the next Rosh Chodesh, the straight chief rabbi of Biala, he came to the feast of the Vorker Hasidim. He stood and he hesitated a little bit by the door because he saw all of Reb Mendele's followers sitting around a table drinking big glasses of whiskey. In Reb Bereshel, he sees... Reb Nechemia standing at the door, and he jumps up to greet him, holding a glass of water. And he says, my dearest friend, holy rabbi, I'm so happy to see you're finally here. Here, have a drink, say the chaim. And he fills the glass with whiskey and gives it to Reb Nechemia. And Reb Bereshel, he waited for Nechemia to drink. And then he filled the glass again and gave it to the chief rabbi again. Now, for the followers of Reb Mendele, everything was covered up and hidden. Anybody watching his chassidim would think that they weren't saying very much Torah. They were just sitting and drinking lots of whiskey. The thing is, you don't have to be on a very high level to drink fruit juice all night. But to drink whiskey for hours and not get drunk, you have to mamish have control of your body and all of your senses. In the Vorker Hasidim, they were very simple people. Water carriers, wood choppers, tailors. But on the inside, they had a hidden, secret level. They were on such a high, holy level. For them, the spiritual ruled over the physical. And so they could drink all night and not even feel a thing. Reb Nechemia, he saw himself as a great scholar, Tamid Chacham, and a Mekubal, a great mystic. And he was sure that he was on the level, that he could handle anything the Vorker Hasidim were doing. So even though he wasn't used to drinking, he figured, if these guys can drink, I can drink. And after two big glasses of whiskey, he was exhausted. He put his head down on the table, just to take a little nap. And he woke up the next morning, and he was all alone in the room. Everyone else had left. Now, Reb Nechemia wasn't a fool. 
He knew that Reb Mendel of Orker's Hasidim didn't just get together to drink. He realized something deep and holy had happened while he was sleeping, and he missed it. Oy vey, he thought to himself, here I was, thinking that I'm such a great person, and what did I do? I drink two glasses of whiskey, and I pass out. So he decides to come back the next month and try to find out what's really going on. So the next Rosh Chodesh, Reb Nechemia, again, he joins the Vorka Hasidim at their meal. And again, all of these simple people are sitting around the table drinking from a big bottle of whiskey. But this time, the chief rabbi had a plan. He took the glass of whiskey that his friend, Reb gave him. But when he thought no one was looking, he poured it out under the table. Ah, Reb sees that his friend's glass is empty, so he immediately refills it. And again, when he can, Reb takes the whiskey and pours it on the floor again. And then he acts like he was drunk. He lowers his head onto the table like he did the last time and pretends to be sleeping. As soon as Reb Beroshel sees that the rabbi was sleeping on the table, he said to one of the other Hasidim, Okay, now we can start. Bring me the Eitz Chaim. Now everybody knows that the Sefer, Eitz Chaim, is one of the deepest books of Kabbalah, of Jewish mysticism. It's so deep that most people can't understand what's going on there. And here are all these water carriers, wood choppers, tailors, who are getting drunk, and then they're sitting with Reb Beroshel all night, studying the Eitz Chaim? Reb Nehemiah is laying there, pretending to be drunk, pretending to be sleeping, but he was actually listening to every word, and he couldn't believe what he was hearing. Because here he was, a big rabbi, supposedly a great scholar in Mikubal, and he didn't understand anything these people were saying. Suddenly, he realizes that all of the learning that he'd done in his life, despite everything that he had thought he had accomplished, he didn't know anything at all. The simplest water carrier that was sitting at the table, the person that he had always looked down on, understood more secrets of the Torah and more secrets of the world than he, the chief rabbi of Biala, would ever know, even if he lived a million years. And Reb Nehemiah was so broken, he didn't know what to do with himself. He laid there, pretending to sleep for hours, until he heard all the Hasidim leave the room. And assuming that he was the only one left, he opened his eyes and slowly raised up his head, only to see his friend, Reberoshel, sitting silently right next to him. And Reberoshel said, I was watching you, Reb Nehemiah, and I know you were only pretending to be asleep. Now tell me, could you hear what we were learning? Did you understand it? And Reb Nehemiah, he was so ashamed, he said, To tell you the truth, Reb Beroshel, I heard everything, but I didn't understand a word. You know, I thought I was a Mekubal. I thought I was a Talmid Chacham. And now I realize that your water carriers and your wood choppers, they know more than I'll ever know. And he put his head back on the table and started crying. My sweetest friend, Reb Beroshel, said to him, Let me tell you something. These Vorker Hasidim, they might seem like simple people. You might think that they're the type of Hasidim that know nothing. The ones that sit in the corner of the shul and say to Hillem, but that's just on the outside. The outside of the outside. The truth is, they're the greatest Mekubalim, and they're all Talmidei Chachamim. It's just that they don't talk about what they know. And I want you to know, as holy and as learned as they are, they're nothing compared to me. And as for me, I'm not a great scholar or a Mekubal. When it comes to my holy Rebbe, when I'm with Reb Mendele, it's mamish clear to me that I know nothing at all. 
So if you want to see someone who's really, really holy, then come with me. Let's go together to Vorka for Shabbos. And this time, Reb Nechemia agreed. The next Friday, Reb Nechemia and Reb Bereshel traveled to Vorka. Now, some people, when it comes to Shabbos, they go to shul. They knock off the prayers really fast and go home, have a meal, go to sleep. That's their Shabbos. Other people, for them, Shabbos is so holy. And Vorka, can you imagine what level their Shabbos was on? The Vorka Hasidim were so holy, they weren't even really in the world during the week. And so can you imagine the way Shabbos was for them? It was like Shabbos after Mashiach was here. And Reb Mendel of Vorka, he had a special custom right before Shabbos. Everyone who came to Vorka, sometimes it was hundreds of people, they stood in line before him. And the Rebbe shook each one's hand. Of course, when he took your hand, Reb Mendele didn't say, Good Shabbos, my friend. Please tell me who you are, where you're from, how do you earn a living. He didn't say a word. He just looked at you. But Gvalt, how he looked at you. It was mamish clear that he could see your soul the way it was before it came into this world. Everything about your life after you were born. And it was even said that he could see all of your gingulim, how many times your soul had come into this world. He really saw you and he really knew you. So that Friday afternoon, Reb Bereshel and Reb Nechemia stood in line with all the other Hasidim to shake the hand of Reb Mendelev Worker. And somehow the two became separated in the crowd. And Reb Bereshel was anxious to hear what the chief rabbi thought about meeting with his Rebbe. So he went looking for him. And finally he found Reb Nechemia sitting in the Beit Midrash, completely engrossed in his learning. He comes over to him and Reb Bereshel says to Reb Nechemia, my sweetest friend, forgive me for disturbing your learning, but please tell me, what happened when the Rebbe, Reb Mendele, took your hand? Reb Shell, words can't express. And Reb Nechemia, he, he had to stop. He couldn't explain what he wanted to say. And then he tried again. When the Rebbe, Reb Mendele, took my hand, all at once, I saw my whole life up until that moment. And it was clear to me that it wasn't what it seemed. I mean, I always thought that I believed in God. But suddenly I realized that it wasn't real. My mamash had no idea what believing in Hashem actually means. And you know, I've been learning Torah my whole life, but I always had to work so hard at my studies. Because for me, the words of Torah, they didn't shine. They weren't alive. I was so ashamed and so broken. And then when the Rebbe looked into my eyes, my whole body, every bone, every nerve, every inch of my being was filled with the most awesome, holy light from heaven. And all I wanted to do was learn God's holy word. So I rushed here to the Beit Midrash, and I opened the first Sefer that I could find. And what's the first book? You won't believe it. It's the Eitz Chaim. Before, when you were learning from this Sefer, with all of the simple Jews, the woodchoppers and the water carriers, I couldn't understand anything. But now... Every word is shining before me, and every word is shining inside of me. Because when I touched your holy Rebbe's hand, for the first time in my life, I understood, I knew that Ribbono Shalom is Mamish, the master of the world. Everything came together for me. I finally understood what it was that I was learning, and I finally understood how Hashem is involved in this world involved in my life, in my family's life, in everything that ever happened to me. I finally get it. 
And it was only because I had the guts to let go and allow the Rebbe to pierce my heart. May we all be blessed in the merit of telling and listening to stories of these great tzaddikim that we really know what it is to have a Shem in our lives, to be able to serve God with true joy in our hearts. And when we look at a Sefer to learn, or the prayer book, the Siddur to Davin, the words shine at us and shine within us. Thank you so much for listening to these stories. If you know somebody who still hasn't heard of the Hasidic Story Project, you know what they're missing out on. Please make sure to share a link with them, either from the website, HasidicStory.com, or from wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And of course, make sure to leave us a review and five stars. It makes a big difference in the charts and more people will see the podcast and be able to listen to it. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to sharing our next story together.